The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to CRO Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to get into the weeds to help you optimize your most important marketing asset, your website. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses the tools and tactics you should implement to optimize the heck out of your web traffic. Joining us today is Paresh Mandian and Ashwin Gupta, who run the marketing department at VWO, which is both a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and the world's leading web testing and experience optimization platform that enables growing businesses to conduct qualitative and quantitative visitor research, build an experimentation roadmap, and run continuous experiments on their digital properties. So far this week, we've discussed the strategy behind optimizing your web properties and understanding how to best observe the behavior on your website. And today we're going to talk about shaping the experiences of the users who come to your web properties. All right, here's the third installment of CRO Week with Paresh Mandian and Ashwin Gupta from VWO. Paresh and Ashwin, welcome back to CRO Week on the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Benjamin. Excited for day three. Great to be back. Good to have you here. We're talking about where the rubber meets the road here. We've talked about how to set up a strategy, how to understand how to observe what your customers are doing on your website. You're going to build some segments. You're going to understand who's coming in, what's causing some friction. Great. Now, how do you actually figure out what to test? Walk me through once you've spent your time observing your customers' behaviors, what are some of the things you can do to start driving an impact on your business? I think planning is a very, very important aspect of testing because what happens with the test is it gives you learnings. It will not always give you business impact. The secret of the industry is that you need to experiment a lot. So what you need to do is not just think about testing when you have one, two or three hypotheses, but when you have a lot of hypotheses. And BW plan layer becomes an important part there because what you can do is all the insights that you have, use them as evidence to convert them into hypotheses. Once you have a lot of hypotheses, you need to prioritize which one you can implement really quickly, what cost is involved in actually implementing them, and then what kind of impact it can create for your business. Once you have that in place, all you have to do is run these tests and run them one after another, learn from each test 
figure out what are the learnings, log them, use them to run a better test going forward. And you need to repeat this cycle. And I think we as marketers get too fancy with it or we try to come up with fancy things. But I think the rub of the green is in discipline and repeating the process again and again and being very, very methodical about it and running it like a science experiment. I think that is really important. And VWO plan layer, you know, does a great job of actually creating that program for you, creating that roadmap for you and keeping you online with your testing velocity so that you can create business impact. So there's an important part here, which is documentation. When you're going through the observation phase, you need to write down what your observations are so you can figure out how to test that. So I'll give you an example of something maybe that would be an observation to the MarTech podcast website. New users that are coming in from social media are less likely to click the listen button than new users who are coming in organically. Maybe that's one of our observations. Well, then while I'm documenting that test, I can think of different ways to put the listen button in front of somebody that's coming from social media, knowing that they're less likely to click it based on where it is right now. And you can change your user behavior, at least test it based on what your observations are. You're going to list out all of these observations and document them and then figure out what are some of the things that you want to do for testing. Paresh, talk to me about some of the tools that you can use for testing. What are the different ways that you can actually run and analyze your tests? So testing, typically, if you think of it, uh, could be done in a few ways. You have your standard A-B test where you create variations between two pages. As you had mentioned earlier, if you want to change the text, image, button color. So basic tests can be easily done through that. The other type of testing is split URL test where you can split traffic between two different pages, right? Completely different pages and test between those two what happened. And the third is really a multivariate test where you can really try any combination of ideas on one page. You can run hundreds of experiments at the same time on one page as well. So typically, these are some of the ways or PWO testing helps you to test. The other bit that Ashwin spoke about, I think, in one of the earlier episodes was the launch of Full Stack, which is our server-side experimentation and mobile app experimentation. So what has happened is your audience no longer just interacts with you on the website, right? There is your mobile app, there is your product and stuff like that. So to increase the reach of your experimentation program, you really need to start optimizing the experiences on all these different channels. With server-side testing coming in, now you can easily test on iOS, Android, other SDKs within your product. And in the future, you could really test across all channels and all multi-platform. And that's where the power of end-to-end experience optimization kicks in. So those are some of the ways where how we support testing and how our clients use us. So I've used services like Optimizely before, which are meant to be A-B testing. And the problem that I always have is I want to test the call to action on the homepage of a website. And I want to test what the color is and what the right copy is. And I end up creating these tests, which are, I have nine different variances. I have three different colors. I have three sets of copy that creates nine opportunities for someone to click. And it takes forever to get statistically significant data. And really what I'm doing is running, I don't know if it's an A-B test or a multivariate test, but it just takes a really long time to figure out which option is the right one. Talk to me about how to set up the test. When should you be using A-B tests as opposed to multivariate tests? And how much data do you need to be able to make a conclusion? 
So there are two parts to it. I think one is what kind of experiment you should run. And then the second part is tests take a lot of time. And how do you prepare yourself for that? And how do you take that into account when you are trying to create multiple tests? So the first part is, I think if you do not have a lot of traffic, I think A-B testing is a great way to actually get insights because then what you can do is you can use the traffic that is coming in and use it to validate one idea. Where people use MVT, and that's the example that you gave, where you know what you do is create multiple variations of the headline, multiple variations of the copy, multiple variations of the buttons, and then it automatically builds multiple combinations of these different changes, converts them into variation, and then runs an A-B test across these variations. So as you can see, because you need to validate so many variations, you need to send traffic to all of them. And it's a longer test. The way companies use it is, for example, if I have a bunch of ideas that I want to test, I make those changes and I let it run over the course of, let's say, a month or two because I have enough traffic. And then once I get insights, I'm able to validate a lot of things together. It's almost like getting a chunk of your roadmap tested straight away. But I think I would not recommend that if you do not have a lot of traffic and at that point of time, A-B test becomes a lot easier and you can get results really, really quickly. And you'd go from one idea to another. I would really recommend that. The question there is, what's a lot of traffic? It depends. I'll tell you what we try to do with the statistical engine that we have. So we have something called Smart Stats that runs on Bayesian statistics. What it does is it's able to figure out, for example, if it's getting signals early, that one variation is performing a lot better than the other, then it'll call the test really quickly. So in that case, let's say you have 20 or 30K visitors, you'll still be able to call the test very, very quickly. But then where the engine starts asking for more visitors, when the variations perform very, very similar to each other, because for example, at 50,000 visitors, it's still not able to figure out which variation is performing better than the other. And that 100K, it's still performing very, very similarly. So it'll ask for more data. And that's where testing intuition comes into the picture. And we have built that into the smart stats engine where it gives you the probability of one variation beating the other. So if you see the probability being consistent around 50 or 60 over a period of time, it's a very good chance that your variations are not giving the kind of juice that you're expecting or your visitors are indifferent to it. And that's where as a tester, you need to take a call. Should I stop this test right now? and go for an idea that may give me a bigger jump in my conversion rate. So I think their testing intuition plays an important role and having a statistical engine that helps you take those decisions. Decisions is important. I know a lot of people get confused by p-values or statistical significance and stuff like that. We try to simplify that with just probability to be better than control and probability to be best. And if you're able to track those numbers over a period of time, which you can through the reports, I think you'll be able to take better calls. So I think the takeaway here is that obviously it depends that you're going to have to not only run a test and you have a hypothesis that you're testing, but you're also testing whether you can validate the answer to this, whether you're able to get enough data and whether it is conclusive. And some of the times you're going to be running tests where the data is just going to say, you know what, there is no clear answer here. And that's just part of the process. Then you need to think about running another test. And how do you, if you're running a multivariant test that's testing CTA copy and color and button shape, right? And you're trying to figure out all three of those things at once and you're getting inconclusive data, run those as three separate tests run it as a button shape test and then run the copy test and then run the creative test. And that should give you more concise and more consolidated answers. 
Paresh, I'm going to flip it back to you. What other advice do you have for running effective tests and how much should a marketer be testing? As long as marketers are going to have aggressive goals, they should be continuously testing. And just to set some context, we've worked with clients where they have hundreds of tests running at a time. Given the example of Booking.com, Booking.com at any given point of time has about 10,000 different tests running on their website and other digital properties. And they have like a team. As an example, Microsoft Bing has a team of about 75 people just focused on testing and optimization. So really, you know, it becomes a factor of what your goals are, how aggressive they are, how quickly you want to grow. The more you want to give a great experience to your customers, the more testing you need to do. So I think the takeaway here is constantly be testing. At what point do you start to get concerned that as you're testing, you're showing a suboptimal experience? If you're always testing and your website is always looking to be validated, then you're not necessarily implementing the changes that are the optimal ones. What's the balance between having the best performing website up and constantly be testing? That's where the VWO plan actually comes in, right? So the first thing that you really do before you start any of this process, even before you really start the insight is goals. You would want to set up tons of goals that you want to hit. And then keeping that goal in mind, you run tests revolving around that goal. And as soon as you hit that goal, we recommend to implement it and then move on to the next goal, right? So that you're continuously testing, but not on the same element, not on the same goal. You're achieving your goals and moving on to the next goal. And as you rightly said, as a part of the process, there might be some goal that needs a much longer time to be achieved or may not be achieved over a period of time. You know, it happens. So it's all revolves around goals. Have your focus around goals and have your testing around goals and you will be fine. One of the things that I've done while conversion rate optimization testing is when you find that you have a variant that is underperforming and it is incredibly unlikely to be the best performing option, turn that one off. You know it's a loser and then drive more traffic to the ones that are likely to be winners. That's something that I'm not sure if it is truly scientific, but it helps you keep your actual conversion rate optimization focused. Because at the end of the day, that's what is really important, that you're driving more activity to and through your website. Ashwin, any last tips on running successful experiments using CRO and experiment optimization tools? I think that you fix one part of the website, then you move on to another, and then it's a cumulative effort that has an impact on your entire business. I think you need to look at kind of fixing a car and starting with the engine, then the steering, then the seats, then the look, and really get it right at the end of the day from different aspects. The other aspect that you talked about where you said, if a variation is a loser, then send the traffic to the variation that is performing better. We're actually testing out a feature right now, which is in beta that does just that, but does it in a statistically correct manner. So if any of your listeners want to try it out, they can reach out to us and it'll be interesting to get your thoughts on it. Okay, great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Paresh and Ashwin from VWO for joining us. If you'd like more of Paresh and Ashwin's tips for building an effective CRO and an experience optimization strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how to optimize your CRO and experience testing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Paresh and Ashwin, you can click on the link to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send them a tweet. Their company's handle is VWO, or you can visit their company's website, which is VWO.com. 
Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes. It has the contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter to have our content delivered to your inbox. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech podcast, we'd love to hear from you. We created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us a topic suggestion or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Or you could just reach out to me on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.